0: Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. I'm Kyle Chittock, I am the owner of Bolton E-Bikes and your host for the show. I wanted to talk about affordable bikes today. We talk about making bikes better, we talk about improvements, we talk about production challenges for 2020. But what about making bikes a little bit more affordable, more inexpensive, maybe a little bit cheaper? What are some ways we could make that happen. If you wanna listen to that, then stay tuned. Once again, this is the Bolton E-Bikes Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome again. The reason I wanted to talk about affordable bikes is because of the most recent video that I filmed and released on the YouTube channel. And it was about a bike by Uniro called the Z1. And the bike on paper, is not terribly exciting. (laughs) It has a relatively small 250-watt motor. It has a very small 36-volt 6.6-amp-hour battery with a 10-amp-hour battery sold separately, and it has little 20-inch tires. They're not even fat tires. Instead of a 7, 8, 9-speed derailleur setup, it's only a 6-speed And you might be wondering, why would you review a bike like that? It just doesn't sound like something that Bolton e-bikes would do. And normally, I would agree with you. (laughs) But the owner of the company reached out to me. I do a lot of business with them on other bicycle e-bike products. And he said, hey, we've got a bunch of these. We want to sell some. Will you do a review on it? And I was kind of hesitant, said, "Mm, I don't know. And eventually I decided, yeah, let's give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And the reason is I don't sell anything that's nearly as inexpensive. We're not going to call it cheap because I think it actually was pretty good for the price, but I don't sell anything as inexpensive as the Uniro Z1. And for your information, the retail price of this electric bike is $699, so $699, which is crazy that there are e-bikes that cheap. There are a lot of them out there, really. And some of them are not very good. You get what you pay for. <laughs> and some of them are like the Z1, where it's like, oh, yeah, this this was $699. Based on how the specs and what it came with, this actually makes sense. So let me tell you a little bit about the bike and some of my thoughts on bikes being affordable. Now to jump back a little bit Let's say 2018, 17, let's go back in time two, three years, e-bikes are starting to become popular, e-bikes are starting to grow in numbers, and so what is the number one thing on people's minds when volume starts to increase? Well, in my mind, it's that prices are going to drop. If volume increases, more e-bikes are being made, more batteries are being made, it seems like we should get more affordable bikes. And to some degree, that started to happen. And then 2020 threw us a curveball and said, mm, nope, not yet. <laughs> At least that's the way that I personally feel about it. It's a slow progression. You know, battery technology increases over time. It takes years, but it's happening. You know, a few percent here, a few percent there. And things start to get more affordable. Now, bicycles and bicycle parts. They've been around so long, the volumes were pretty high already. So e-bikes aren't making maybe as big of a dent in the price as they could have because there were so many more bicycles already on the road. But when it came to the motors and the batteries, it seems like there should be some economy of scale and things should get cheaper. I think we were maybe starting to see that. There started to be some affordable options the last several years. The Saunders bikes coming out and Rad Power. And offering affordable bikes, I noticed Rad Power's latest offerings are cheaper than what they used to sell. It used to be basically every bike was like 1500 That was like the price. Uh, and some have gone up, crept up just a little. Uh, and some of the new bikes have gone, you know, down to like 999 Oh, we've got a new, more affordable model. Now, does it make sense the way things are priced right now to have a bike at $699? Do you get a decent bike or is it junk? And I'm going to say that depends. I've seen some bikes sold on Amazon and other things that they're kind of, I hate to use this term, but they're kind of throwaways, right? It's in my mind, it's more like a toy than a real practical commuting type of vehicle that an electric bike should be. And what I mean by that is you just have Certain components and things, they're not made to last. Maybe they're not made industry standard to match up to other bicycle parts. Uh, And you can find these things online. If you go on Amazon and type in electric bike, you'll come up with all sorts of goofy scooters and skateboards and just electric things, just like crazy. And some of those are not a bicycle. They're Maybe they don't even have pedals. There's a lot of weird things out there. But I was actually pretty impressed by the Z1 that I got here for the review, because it had standard bicycle components on it, it had decent tires on it, and it only had six speeds instead of, you know, a seven or eight speed setup. But it was a Shimano derailleur and parts. Those are things that are available, they're replaceable, they're serviceable. And it was kind of one of the first bikes where I was like, huh, you know, if if you're only going to go two, three miles to work, then... Maybe this makes sense. Maybe this is all that you really need. Why spend $1,500, $2,000, $3,000? Now, obviously, many of you want a nicer bike. You want something that has more features and is more fun. And it makes sense for you to spend more money on it. But I was getting quite a few comments on my YouTube channel about, you know, why are e-bikes so expensive? Can you review something under $1,000? So I decided to throw this out there and see what people thought. And I think so far the response has been pretty good. One thing I did to test this, because I just love doing little experiments and testing things, but I put the Z1 on my website on boltonebikes.com. So you can go there, you can see the specs, you can watch the video, you can buy one. And what I'm curious to see is, yeah, there's some people who say they wish there was something more affordable, but if there is, are they going to buy it? And we're going to find out if a few weeks go by and the sales are kind of lackluster and not that many people buy the bike, then I know that, well, that's great. It's one of those things that people ask for, but when you deliver, maybe they don't really want it. And I've seen that a lot with a lot of e-bikes. People beg for a certain feature, you introduce it, and they're like, mm, no, I, don't, I didn't actually want that. <laughs> and it's one of these things you have to test it. You have to try it. Sometimes you think people won't want a certain product at all, and they go crazy over it, and they, they just love it. So you never know, and I try to be open-minded about the types of bikes that we offer. So right now, the Z one's on the website; you can buy it uh, for a limited time. I'm gonna have it on sale, leave it up there, kind of see what happens, see what the reception is, and if lots of people like it, then maybe we leave it, and we keep selling it, and if not, then you know we'll we'll probably discontinue it or phase it out, and you know service the ones that are out there. But it might not be something that Bolton e-bikes sells. And that's also something to consider when we're talking about prices. What is the business model of Bolton e-bikes and what makes sense for us? Because economy of scale is not everything when it comes down to prices. Right now, for example, the scale is massive. People are ordering e-bikes like crazy, but it's not driving down prices because guess what? The supply and demand, right? The demand is still substantially higher than the supply right now. And I saw a comment and I was, I choose not to be offended by it, but it may have bugged me for a second and I responded to it. But somebody online on another YouTube channel where I had done an interview for somebody, basically they said, oh, well, this is just, you know, a good excuse for Bolton e-bikes and e-bike companies to keep prices artificially high. Uh, And I was like, whoa, 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 (laughs) we're not keeping prices artificially high by any means. Uh, My shipping costs have gone up, you know, bikes are getting more expensive because the materials aren't as easy to get. Uh, There's a lot of things going on that are making bikes more expensive, even though the volume's going up. And I'm sad to be the one to throw that out there. But unfortunately, that's the way it is right now. Even though the scale has gone up, the prices have not gone down in response. In fact, the opposite is happening and prices are going up. And eventually, that will turn around and change, uh, but it's gonna take a year or two from now. So let's assume that wasn't going on. What are some things we could do to cut down on cost? And where does it make sense? Now, if I look at some of the Amazon bikes that I mentioned, they might be a fat tire bike, you know, 36 volt, 12 amp hour battery, or maybe a 48 volt battery, 500 watt motor. And they have all these cool specs and they're selling it on Amazon for, let's say, $699. let us just use the same price as the Z1. Well, that bike at 699 might actually not be a good deal. And you might be thinking, wait, you just said a bigger battery, a bigger motor, fat tires. That sounds... Better than what you just described to me on the Z1 with only a 250 watt motor, smaller battery, et cetera, et cetera. Why would that not be a good deal? And this is where it goes back to you get what you pay for. Well, that bike might seem better on paper by the specifications listed, but what did they have to cut corners on to make it that price? And odds are a lot. And <laughs> I've seen some of these bikes and the wiring is not done very well. The controllers aren't made well. The cells in the battery are some cheaper no-name cell that just don't perform very well. You go down the list, you have these brakes that are just the bottom of the barrel quality-wise. And if you want to make the bike usable, it's kind of difficult. Like I said, it's more of what I would consider a toy. It's not up to the industry standards of a bicycle, which is something you can get on, you can ride, you can pedal and it would last many years. Some of those are not made that way. The Z1, where I was impressed is I felt like, oh, these are decent components for $699. Yeah, you had to compromise and you don't get a motor as big. Yeah, you had to compromise and you don't get a battery that's as big. But it makes sense because you're still getting a quality product for the price and you're just having to make a compromise. And I think that's okay. What I don't like is going what I would consider cheap on components and things are just junk. They're not going to last. You're going to be working on it, maintaining it. Things are breaking. I don't ever want to sell electric bicycles like that. So don't be surprised by the Z1 on our website, even though it's well under that thousand dollar price point. I'm only selling it because my first impression was good and that it's not going to fall apart and it's going to be serviceable. And those things are very, very important to me. Now, Going forward, there's some things I need to mention that are a little bit different besides just how the bike was built. There's a lot more logistics behind the scenes for processing handling bicycles. And for the Z1, because of the cost, right now we charge $99 for shipping for most of our e-bikes. But in reality, we use LTL carriers, we wrap them up very tightly, we put blocks under the box so they can be lifted with a forklift or a pallet jack. We do all these extra little things to make sure the bikes arrive safely. Now, that's because most e-bikes are really big boxes. They're heavy. The Z1 is a much smaller box. It's lighter. It doesn't necessarily need all of that. So instead of shipping it from our facility, where we're just going to turn around and ship it more or less the same way it came in, it makes sense to just have Uniro Drop ship it from their warehouse. That keeps the cost down where it is. We can offer free shipping instead of charging the $99 shipping. It just makes sense for everyone to do it that way. Otherwise, we're gonna have to upcharge on the bike literally a couple hundred bucks just to process it in and out, if not more. Now, this is I guess a little bit of insider information about how Bolton e-bikes works and how I think about selling bikes. I want to have the best quality bikes, the best quality service, and I'm always thinking about how to do that. And one of the things that I am not and never will be is one of the higher volume sales companies for electric bikes. Uh, I have heard some rumors of certain other e-bike companies, how many bikes they have sold, and I just can't imagine trying to offer good service. When you are selling literally hundreds of thousands of e bikes in a year, it just seems impossible unless you have an army of service people. And I just feel like I would be so disconnected with everyone doing that, that it's just not the type of business that I wanna run. I wanna be able to talk to you, to talk to my customers. And if I build this big corporation type of structure and you're selling, cheaper bikes so you can sell more volume on low margins you're not getting there and i want to let people know about that because that's why i've always said this you i will never have the cheapest bikes and i will never have the most inexpensive bikes either and that's because the way our warehousing space works the way the volume works for me it pencils out better for my time and what I care about, which is about making electric bikes better and improving things and experimenting, it makes more sense to do that in smaller volumes with less people. We can react more quickly to new products, new developments. We can be a little bit more on the forefront of what's happening instead of, oh, well, this is last year's model, but we got 50,000 of them. Let's sell them and get rid of them cheap, you know, and we'll make 150 bucks a per bike and everybody will be happy. That's not enticing or exciting to me at all. That sounds very boring. Uh, and I know some companies are, are after that bigger market and those, those high sales numbers, but that doesn't really interest me. What I'd rather do is have a smaller number of higher quality bikes that we sell. So if we're doing that, how do we make bikes more affordable, even from Bolton e-bikes, when that's the way we're doing our business? And I've mentioned some automated things that we do as far as our, our packaging and and processing. And and I have spent a, a considerable sum of money this year on equipment because that allows us to keep our team small. It allows us to remain flexible. It allows us to do some of that physical labor quicker and spend more time on our products and, and our customers. And that's one thing we can do that in the long run, will pay for itself and it will allow us to keep our costs down. So we can offer a better shipping service without having to charge a ridiculous amount of money for it because we have hours spent into packaging and everything. We can use some equipment to, to take some of that. Uh, and that helps a lot. Uh, and then the other thing we can look at is the, the products that we're buying. Sometimes, as crazy as it is, developing or buying a product here in the United States, you know, a certain piece or component, we can offer something at a better price than it would be from overseas. It's rare that that happens. It's just a lot of work up front to make it happen. So we are working on a combination of more affordable models, kind of testing that uh, lower price point with the Z1, and we'll see what happens. I'll provide some updates, I guess, on that. But more so, I think you're going to see more options in what I would consider the optimum price ranges. So, no, I don't plan on having a whole bunch of bikes under $1,000. Uh, I don't think that makes sense for everything that I just described. But are we going to have more bikes that are in the $2 to $3,000 price range? Absolutely. Are we going to have more bikes that are 3 to 5,000? Maybe a few, but not too many. And then once you get to like $5,000, that's a lot of money for a bicycle. Let's just be honest. It is. And there are some awesome awesome bicycles in that price range that I just love to ride, but that's a good chunk of money (laughs) to spend on something. So I don't think you're going to see too many bikes that are more expensive than that from us, but definitely we have some new things in the works for 2021. And one of the things we're doing to keep our development costs down and in the end, keep the overall cost of the bike down is use same or similar components across models. So you will see, hopefully, early in 2021, some new announcements of new models that use a lot of components like the Blackbird that aren't the Blackbird. And the reason for doing that is because we can buy in bulk. And not all of that is to save on cost. More so, it's just plain availability. If we don't order... Massive bulk orders of components right now. We won't have any components. And then we're going to be scrambling looking for parts, and then our costs are going to go up because, oh, well, we couldn't get brakes or we couldn't get this. So now we have to settle on this other solution. It's what's available. They cost a bit more. Uh, But we're planning very far in advance to try and keep our costs down, keep our costs reasonable. And I don't know what's going to happen yet with the tariff. We're coming up on the end of the year in just a few days here. Officially, it expires the exemption, so we don't have to have the 25% tariff on e-bikes on December 31st, and we'll find out what happens after that. If you do see a slight bump in some prices on e-bikes, that could be a big part of it. 25% is not a small amount that is pretty hard to swallow on some models and, and impossible on others. But we're going to do our best to work with that. But I guess to sum this episode up, I wanted to let you guys know that I do care about bikes being affordable. And I think there should be options for that. And if I can offer them in some way that makes sense for us, I will. But like I said, I think there's a an ideal price range, kind of a sweet spot where most of you are. And this is just based on your feedback. And the number one feedback you can provide is what do you buy? That makes perfect sense, right? Why would I work on selling a bike that's more expensive or less expensive if people are buying the one right in the middle? Then we should make more in the middle, which is why we're making so many of the Blackbird bikes. That's probably the one that's being ramped up the most because it is selling the most. So that's where we're gonna focus our effort on meeting the needs of 95% of you and the other 5%. We're gonna try to meet those needs as well as best as we can. But overall, can we make bikes more affordable? Yes. The volume, unfortunately, is not working out very well right now. We can work on our packaging. We can work on our our processes here. We have been very, very hard at work on that. But the last thing I want to share about making bikes affordable, and this is kind of a, a dream more than something that's going to happen, but it's something that I am always working on in the back of my mind, if not on paper and notebooks and things at times, is how do we... Completely redesign the electric bike from scratch so it is easier to assemble, it's easier to work on, it's easier to replace parts, it's easier to troubleshoot, it's easier to package, it's easier to ship. I think there's a massive hole in the way bikes are designed that could lend itself to completely change all of those things so we could have a bike that's not only super high quality and just really awesome. But it makes the process from getting the materials to assembling the bike to shipping the bike much, much faster. And if we can save on the labor that goes into the bike, we can save a pretty good chunk of money. And I think the end result is it will just be a better bike anyway. So that's something I know it's a little bit weird and vague, but something that we're definitely working on here. So 2021, what's in store? Are bikes going to be more affordable? I, I don't think so. I think there are going to be some affordable options. There's going to be the electric XPs of the bike industry that really, really work hard on just selling a a low price point, and they're working on those high volumes. And I hope that they can get the volumes of components they need to keep that up. Uh, But 2021 is going to be a, a difficult year for that. Bikes can be affordable. I just want you guys to know that if you want a quality, affordable bike, you might have to make some compromises on battery size or motor power, things like that. Don't get a super powerful thing that's cheap on paper. That's probably not what you want. It's not going to last. And I hope that helps in your, your research and your buying decisions. I think bikes will become more affordable further down the road. It might be 2023 20, before we see things start to scale back. But let's get through these next year or two of craziness in the bicycle industry, get production up to speed. I think at that point, things will be well ramped up. Prices will start to come back down. And I think this is just a prediction. I think that in two, three years, we're going to see, I don't know, I guess a, a resurgence, I guess, in even more affordable bikes. So I can't wait to see that happen. Be patient. Give us some time. In the meantime, go ride your bike, have some fun. And I hope that somehow you found a way to make this year a great one. I know we have Bolton e-bikes. We've had a ton of fun, and we're going to have even more fun in 2021. Thanks again for listening to the Bolton eBikes podcast. I appreciate you being here, even though this week is a holiday for many, at least when I'm recording this episode right around Christmas and New Year's. It's a crazy time for everyone, but I wanted to make sure you guys had another episode to listen to. If you haven't Subscribe to our newsletter for the podcast. Make sure to go to ebikepodcast.com. We gave away a bike earlier this month. We have another giveaway going on right now. And that's one way you can get on our email list and be aware of those giveaways. So make sure you check that out. Once again, you can do that by going to ebikepodcast.com. And if you're looking for an affordable bike or a very high quality but reasonably priced bike, make sure, of course, to check out boltonebikes.com. Thanks again for listening. As always, I'll be back again on another Tuesday.